Hi, listeners. It's Tenant Michael here. And Landlord James. And unfortunately, we've got some bad news. Yeah, we're both heavily in debt and on the run from the Canadian Revenue Agency. And there's no way out. So we have started a Patreon account. If you're so inclined, you can help support the show and help save our heinies. And believe me, these heinies are worth saving. What? Anyway, for $2 a month, you will get to become an official friend of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. A pretty coveted position. For 5 bucks, you'll get a monthly bonus episode. Premium content, my friends. And for $10 a month, you get all the bonus episodes plus free entry to any of our live shows during the year, where you can see what our bodies look like. Including our delicious and juicy heinies. Rewards begin once we hit $100 a month. So it's not going to take that long. Our fans are generous. If you want to help save us, go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mike, look out. A CRA agent. Run! He's dead. Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And coming at you from the other side of the room, this is your other co-host, Tenant Mike. I don't think anybody likes when you do the sort of DJ character thing. I think people like it. I see myself as a sort of Canadian Casey Kasem. Coming in at number 10, we oh. have um, the Rankin family. Or, oh, no, no, La- Lorena McKinnett with the Mummer's Dance. But don't you feel I like... that's fun. It's not fun. That's the kind of joke your dad makes when you're like, oh, god damn it. Hmm? Well, just my opinion. Yes, it is. Uh, it's good to see you, James. Good to see you, too, I guess. Um, yeah, um, we're here in your apartment, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Right here in downtown Toronto. That's right. And and been seeing a lot of each other lately Mm -hmm. uh, on account of the fact that I've been crashing with you. Yes, Uh, it is going into, I think, the third month now that we've had this strange situation where you are my landlord and you're crashing with me, your tenant, and I'm sleeping on the couch and you're sleeping in my bedroom in my bed. That's right. Crashing in the bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we've made it work. It's been tough on both of us. Mm Mm-hmm. But a uh, couple we've... of lads living together, we're bound to have a few uh, disagreements. That's and, uh, right. Yeah. That's right. But we're making it work as best we can. Um, how was your week, Mike? Oh Lord, um, do you really want to hear about my week? Because it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Let's just say one of my top ten weeks. I can I tell uh, the listeners? I had an idea. Wouldn't it be? Imagine we sold T-shirts with Mike's face on it, Ooh. and then with the quote underneath. My week wasn't so great, because you say that's like your entire life. I have you noticed that? You always have a terrible week. I guess that sort of is my catchphrase, in the way that, um, I guess, Urkel used to say, did I do that? Um, who else has had a catchphrase? Uh, don't have a cowman, Bart Simpson. Absolutely. 
Uh, Who else has a catchphrase? Did someone on Cheers has a, have a catchphrase? Yes, yeah, Sam Malone. He'd, all, he'd always say, let's have sex. Yes. So I guess that is my catchphrase. I didn't have a good week. Well, listeners, if you'd like us to market these t-shirts that James came up with, they sound kind of silly, um, but they could be fun, uh, send us a message at ltpodmess at gmail.com. Alternate t-shirt idea, Mike's face, and the quote underneath is, I'm sad that Ruth died. Okay, now you're referring to my late uh, ex-girlfriend, and I don't think that I'm comfortable with those kinds of shirts. They're not as fun as the your first idea. <laughs> Let's just say. Anyway, enough about t-shirts and merchandise. My goodness. Um, so yeah, my week wasn't very good. As listeners will remember, I've had a, a bit of a tough time finding steady work recently, and most recently I wound up working construction so, uh, yeah, I had a job on the construction site. I wore a hard hat. Most of the fellows on the site, I believe, were Portuguese or Italian, something. There was a language barrier, definitely. My job was to fetch the men sandwiches and pastries and tea and coffee and, and the like. And they gave me a nickname, and they're always pointing and laughing at me. And, I, you know, I felt like the mascot, honestly, of the construction site. They're building a condo. And I noticed that they kept referring to me as uh, Avo. Avo was the word they used, which I assumed meant buddy. You, last week, you thought it stood for grandma, and I got sort of, that got stuck in my head, I do admit. I didn't think it stood for grandma, I googled it, and it does mean mm, grandma. I, you can't, I mean, who? why, have we really reached the point in civilization that we put all of our trust in these multinational, multinational corporations like Google and Facebook? Uh, yes. I don't think so. So I approached my foreman, and I, I took him aside and I said, listen... What does this word avo mean? My friend told me it means grandma. And he got very nervous. His face went red and he started sweating um, more than he usually does. And he admitted to me that it does stand for grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I went berserk. What? I went berserk. I said, how dare you insult me? and humiliate me in front of the boys. And I, what I did is I went to the truck where I usually take the sandwiches and teas and pastries and coffees and all that. And I said, hey, is everyone hungry for lunch? And they, all, they said yes, or their version of yes in whatever language they speak. And I threw their lunch down the portable toilet. <laughs> and I flipped them the bird. And I said, would, would an avo do this? Oh, man. And they were not happy. And in the end, they did take that the cost of the tea and sandwiches out of my final paycheck, but I, I still think it's worth it to prove a point. Mike, what is wrong with you? You had a dream job. Yeah. You were getting paid like construction... Construction wages. wages. Yeah, yeah. All you had to do was bring a bunch of Portuguese guys' sandwiches. I have my pride, I have my dignity, and, and I you, they're wasn't right let... to call you grandma. You no. are a grandma, basically. I am not a grandma. Yes, you are. I'm a man in my late, mid to late 30s. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, I stood up for myself. You freaked out. You lost it. One of these ba- bastards threw a hammer at me because he w- he knew he wasn't going to be having his lunch that day. Did it hit you? No, he missed. Well, so I mean, you can't screw with these guys' lunches, man. No wonder they're... Well, they can all <sighs> kiss my ass. Well, anyway, that's why, I, as you can see, it wasn't the best week, so I'm once again pounding the pavement. So you're back to no job. Back to no job, where I... Yeah, landed on familiar ground. Anyway, enough about me. How was your week, James? You're looking good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was sick last week. Yes. I'm so uh, glad you didn't get, take a turn for the worse and, you know, God forbid, pass away. 
I mean, it was a cold, man. Of course I didn't pass well, away. You think God, it's a cold, but who knows? My week was, uh, well, unusually. Usually you have a terrible week and I have a great week. That's it's kind of our typical thing. thing. Yes. This week, though, it wasn't great. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, folks know I, uh, I have been working temporarily at the CN Tower, Mike's old job, and I threw a party in the CN Tower uh, last week. An um, illegal party, by the sounds of it. Pot was illegal, too, until recently, well. and now that's fine. So same with CN Tower parties. Um, so I had a fun party. I had a sh- vertical shooting range inside the CN Tower in the elevator well. Um, you know, there was like, it was basically like a club. Um, and uh, some damn kid OD'd on some free Viagra I had at the party. I had bowls full of Viagra. You could take a couple and pop them if you wanted. Very dangerous. No, it's not. So- I take Viagra every day. And I am fine. Right. Anyway, some nerd kid took too many and... Trey, who's a lovely soul. Well, soul is right, because he did not live. He's dead. Oh so, my god! Yeah. From the Viagra. Buried the lead here. I'm not burying the lead. Why? Like, if you can't handle it... Like, you know, Mike, when you're a high-octane guy like me... Other people can't keep up with that. And if they try, oh that's God. on them. That's so sad, Trey. I, oh. When is the funeral? I didn't... I don't know. I wonder if they need to have a special coffin if, if the Viagra is still, you know... Or I, it's a terrible image, but is the, is the young man's body still erect? I don't know. Like, why would you even ask that? I don't know. Wow. So, anyway... I got fired uh, from the CN Tower from this ridiculous, ridiculous, you know, PC crap. Well, I think it's good. I think they made the right decision. Well, I don't. So I've been fired from the CN Tower because of Trey. Uh, can't handle his blue. That's what we call Viagra for slang. Oh, really? Is blue. that yeah? Say popping a blue, popping a blue. Yeah, or you might say with be with your buddies and go. Anyone feeling a little blue right now? <laughs> And yeah. you don't mean BB uh, King or Eric Clapton or no. Muddy Waters? You mean, I mean, do you want to pop a few Viagras? Because mm. Newsflash, it's not just about making love. It can also just give you more of a alpha male, high energy night. Like when you're right. sort of, when you're hanging out with your, with your friends and you're all on Viagra, it's like just taking things up a notch. You're all like more aggressive. You're all more like, you know, right. assertive and like. Doing wilder things. You have more confidence. Anyway, hmm. so yeah, I've been fired, um, which sucks, but but I do, uh, I, I, through all of this, through this Trey incident, I think I see my next opportunity. Oh, really? Yeah. As Trey OD'd on, on the Viagra, I, I thought God to myself, soul. Yeah. I thought to myself, there might be a money-making opportunity here. And that's what I do, right? I make money. Um... I was having drinks this past week with Dennis Rodman. Uh, you probably don't even know him, but listeners obviously will know he was an NBA player. Oh, and he's got the, the, that magnificently colored hair. Uh, yeah. Friends with Kim Jong-un, sadly. Not sadly. He was talking to me about Kim, and, he, All right. I, and I may be going to meet him soon. Anyway, Dennis was telling me how he was a spokesman for this website called Potcoin. Potcoin. And you can guys can Google Dennis Robin in a Potcoin t-shirt. He wore it on CNN, I think. And uh, Potcoin is basically like Bitcoin. It's a cryptocurrency 
but it exists with the aim of becoming the standard form of payment for all legalized marijuana. Pot coins. That's their hope. So this whole tray thing got me thinking, and I was talking to Rodman about it. What if there was a Bitcoin specifically designed for erectile dysfunction medication? Okay. So I came up with the idea of, wait for it, Peckercoin. Peckercoin. Yes. It is a cryptocurrency designed with the aim to be the sole form of payment for erectile dysfunction medication. <sighs> so everybody, get on, get on our Twitter, get on my Twitter. I'm going to be selling uh, Peckercoin t-shirts, Peckercoin hats. Oh. You're going to be seeing poker players at poker tournaments wearing Peckercoin mer- uh, hats and merchandise, sunglasses. This is going to be a big thing. Next time you're going to be buying Vi- Viagra or Cialis, trust me, in a year, you're going to be doing it with Peckercoin. And I'm gonna. This is gonna be making me a lot of money, Mike. So hearing you say this idea, I'm thinking uh, this guy here across from me is a pecker head. <laughs> I think this is a very bad idea. You don't Why? want what you want to be the face of uh, erectile dysfunction. No, I want to be the face of erection. Okay, so erections. Terrible. Big idea. difference. I don't think poker players are gonna wear your um, product hats and shirts. Well, you don't know like shit about poker, man. Well, ah. Uh, Anyway, should we be- go to best of luck to you, I suppose. Anyway, All right, let's yeah. go to our segment. Sure, because we are taking our sweet ass. We're taking time our here. time, but I I feel like we're you know a lot of people are always in a rush these days, especially as the Christmas season is upon us. People are rushing through the mall to get gifts and stuff. It's nice to sort of put the car into cruise control and just go at our own pace. Said like a true beta male. This week's segment is an old classic that we're. Uh, dusting off and bringing back to you because we've listened to your emails and and your phone calls and so james you want to tell everyone what we're doing that's right we are doing the classic segment sipping bitch cabernet chardonnay well how's about a big glass of rosé all we want to do today is sip bitch sipping bitch of course, this is a segment where we are two guys. It's a, it's you know the end of a long week. We're sitting down together. We're uncorking a few bottles of wine, having a sip, and then getting some some uh, stuff that's making us upset off our chests. We're bitching. That's right. You have a sip, and then you have a bitch. Right. So, why don't we open our wines? Uh, what did you bring this week, James? Oh, wait a second. Let me just open the wine. Ah, there we go. I brought a wine. That's uh, called Caduceus. Caduceus, what an interesting word. That's right. And uh, it's from a winery in Jerome, Arizona. And it is owned by Maynard James Keenan of Tool in a perfect circle. Oh, that's, right. That's right. So he, he makes his own wine. The singer of Sober. That's right. Well, how ironic. <laughs> sober is his most famous song, yet he owns a, oh, his own wine. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Um. So so Maynard, uh, we're we're gonna be rocking out with your Cabernet here. All right. Well, my wine this week is also a wine owned by a musician, but from a slightly different genre than Maynard James Keenan and Tool, who are very aggressive and uh, you know hard rock kind of guys. My wine is owned by Olivia Newton John, the famous Australian actress and singer, and it is a Merlot. Um, and it is called. Pink and blue for two. It's a Merlot. 
and uh, I am excited to try it. I love Australian pink and blue for pink two. Pink and blue for two. What I does that mean? I don't know, but the vineyard is is uh, koala blue wine. Blue wine. Koala blue wine, Australian. Anyway, all right. Well, um, who shall? Who wants to start uh, start this off first? Shall I? Or? Sure. Okay. All right. I'll have my sip. Ooh, I can, you know what? Yeah, that's good. That is uh, very alternative. I bet you don't feel sober anymore. All right. Like, don't hammer it into the ground. Okay, and here's my first bitch. Um, When I was a kid, I wanted nothing more than to have x-ray glasses. Okay. You know, you've seen those in comic books where you put them on and you see everybody naked. And I guess my bitch is, how annoying is it? That it took them until 2018 to make that a reality. I finally, uh, just from a spy tech website, ordered X-ray uh, X-ray glasses, and uh, I got them this past week. And I guess I'm, I'm just I'm just pissed that they didn't have this when I was 15. Right. So that's my first pitch. Well, congratulations for being patient, and you know. So I'll take my first sip here of Olivia Newton John's wine. It's the one that I want. <laughs> Greece. All right, here's my first bitch. So the other day I was at the Eaton Center. I was at Colonel's, my favorite popcorn restaurant, and I was wearing my prized, James, you always see me wearing this, my red-green show sweatshirt, right? I'm always wearing it. Yes. Love it. It's a great Canadian show. And I was eating at Colonel's, and suddenly my nose started bleeding out of the blue, and I got blood on my red-green shirt sweatshirt. So I threw the bag on the ground, and I ran to the, to the bathroom to dab it with some uh, cold water. But as I ran into the Eaton Center washroom, I slipped on a tile, and I just wiped out and fell into a puddle of urine, and there was mucus there as well. So now I had on my Red Green Show sweatshirt, blood, urine, and mucus. Ugh! Ugh. Gross. So I have to bring it to the dry cleaners to see if they can save it. Are you a fan of Red Green? No, of course not. Do you think someone who like goes to EDM concerts and likes rock music like me with like Red Green? Uh, I bet. I bet a lot of rock and EDM music fans love Red the Red Green Show and the film Duct Tape Forever. James, no, Mike. I'm the kind of guy. I see a guy with a mohawk and tattoos, and I go, "That's not crazy enough." And you think uh-huh. someone with that attitude would like, I'm Red Green. Uh. I bet the guy, the Maynard James Keenan or whatever the hell, I'm sure he's a huge Red Green fan. I'm no, sure he's of not. It. All right. Anyway, here's my next sip. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Tool. And here's my next bitch. So I put on those x-ray glasses I was talking about. <laughs> right. And guess what? These things work too well. Oh. So I put them on. I'm walking down the street. All I see is everybody's bones and muscles and blood and stuff. Oh, God. So, yeah, the x-ray glasses worked too well. Right. You're spo- it's supposed to titillate you. Right. Not make you see, like, someone's liver. So it didn't arouse you seeing, like, bones and uh, you could probably see, like, digestion happening within exactly. people's bodies. And that- the human bodies are disgusting. Right. No, like, it, when you actually see what's going on, as I saw someone eating a hot dog, oh. I feel like I wanted to die. Yeah, that's disgusting. Anyway, annoying. I'm sorry to hear that. It does sound like a 
frustrating thing. All right, uh, I'll take my second sip now. Oh, lovely, lovely glass of ween. Uh, little Australian joke. So I went glass to the- of ween. Glass of ween. That's how you say that's it. Not Australian. The, that's not a, a wine in an Australian accent. It is. No, it's not. So. I went to the doctor to get a flu shot because I'm conscientious. I don't want to, you know, first of all, I don't want to get the flu and I don't want to be a vessel that, you know, spreads flu uh, germs to other people. So I went to the doctor for a flu shot, but there was a mix up at the doctor's office, James. They didn't give me a flu shot. I don't know how this happened. Instead of a flu shot, they gave me a, an injection of the South American uh, hallucinatory drug ayahuasca. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Ayahuasca, my goodness. What, this was at the pharmacy, did you say, your doctor? Yeah, no, the pharmacy, the doctor. They're, they have a pharmacy right. on premises. and uh, It's like Shopper's Drug Mart? Yes, and I started, I had a very bad reaction to ayahuasca, oh my goodness. I started hallucinating and screaming and shaking and sweating on the ground, apparently. I was out of my mind, I don't remember it, but in my hallucination, I saw a double of myself, and it was had like this sinister grin on it and I felt the urge to kill it to kill myself and so I dismembered my double with my bare hands and then I uh, ate him <laughs> to destroy him and then I defecated uh, him out and he reassembled himself and we, re- we repeated the whole process again and again and again until I thought I was uh, going to, to lose my mind wow so, so that wasn't quite a flu shot man I don't know what goes on in your head but uh Good luck with that. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Well. It's your turn. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's my final sip of wine, Maynard James Keenan wine. Ooh. A 46 and two glasses of wine ahead of me. Oh, is that a, a funny parody of a, like a tool? Lyric? Yeah, 46 and two. Da, 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 da. Okay. Yeah, I don't know it. So it, yeah, I guess it, yeah. I think it's about a chromosome or something. They always have these sci-fi horror themes. Anyway, all right. I hope there's not sci-fi stuff in the wine. My goodness, I'd hate if you mutated. Or something. Anyway, my final bitch is so those X-ray glasses. I took them in and got them fixed, <laughs> and they worked. They actually worked like they were supposed to. And I was walking down the street and I had them on, and it it legitimately worked. Um, they were readjusted. So instead of seeing the inside of the body, I could see people naked just through the clothes. <laughs> but here's my bitch. When you like when you see people naked through clothes, yeah. all their genitals are just mushed up against their underwear. So even if you can see through the underwear, it still looks mushed up and gross. Right. It's like seeing a like a body part mushed up against a window. Oh, like when someone puts their yeah. face against it and they open their mouth and it looks so all... So it still wasn't titillating because right. all, all the private parts I saw were all just mushed up. So you didn't enjoy it? No. It's so, annoying. Yeah. Think about it. Anyway, x-ray glasses. Seems like a great idea. It's not. <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, all right. Uh, and I'll do my third and final sip here of the Olivia Newton-John wine, Merlot. I highly recommend. And here's my final bitch. So you know I'm a Christmas freak. I love uh, it's. I love. They call it the most wonderful time of the year for a reason because it is. And I got an early start on the Christmas season. I was roasting some chestnuts on an open fire, like the classic song, right? 
unfortunately, I had my phone in my front pocket closest to the fireplace. And I didn't realize that the whole time I was roasting chestnuts and that wonderful aroma was filling the apartment that my phone was slowly melting. And what happened is the lithium and cobalt from the battery in my iPhone 4 leaked out of the, of the case and it started being absorbed into my skin and burning my skin very badly. Um, and it's unhealthy and um, also I'm annoyed because cobalt is mined in, in Africa very unethically. And now it's in your body. Now it's in my body, and I don't know what, sort of what the ramifications will be <laughs> for me. Well, I guess so we'll I'm, see. I'm PO'd. I'm sure it's fine. I feel like having cobalt in your body's fine. I don't know. Iron Man. Am I, uh, am I sort of like Iron Man now? Yeah, if you had a very different life and mm. prospects. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Okay, well, that's it. That is Sippin' Bitch. I think that went well, and I'm feeling good. I also really enjoyed hearing the ju- like the journey of your experience with uh, X-ray glasses. Yeah, it was a little story unto itself. Well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Sure. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is time for everyone to stop what they're doing and pay attention because it's time for us to welcome our guest into the studio. What can we say about her, James? Well, she seems like a great person and she lives in the building. That's a great start. We don't like people who aren't uh, nice people on this show. That's true. She's also a, uh, a, a weather woman. Is that what we would say? Nice try. I think you're supposed to say weather person. Weather person. Um, anyway, without further ado, here's Nicole Passmore. Hi. Hi, gents. Welcome Actually, I, I do prefer weather woman. Weather woman. Oh, yeah. Well, I like that. Wonderful. Yeah, just because you're uncomfortable with women doesn't mean I am. So, <laughs> weather now, woman. We are. I would like to personally say, I can't speak for James, but I am not uncomfortable oh, with women. Oh, Mike. Um, so. I think you might be uncomfortable with women. No. Do I you, think so. Well, do you have a girlfriend? Not at the moment, but it's because I am currently trying to find a job before I find a partner. Remember when we were in the stairs the other day and I tried to walk down and you were trying to walk up and yep. it was that whole Canadian standoff? Yes, yeah, like oh. a polite yeah. uh, problem. We're like, after you, after you. And we yeah. stood there. Must have been... It was really uncomfortable. Seven or eight minutes. Seven or eight minutes. Full, Something. full eight minutes. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it was good to see you, but... Uh, yeah, you too. Yeah. And you, I would have just barreled, barreled right through. I suppose you hmm. would, because yeah. you're rude. Oh, are you drinking Koala Blue wine? I am. Would you like uh, a Oh, no, 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 no. You know they put Viagra in there, right? Really? Well, blue is code word for getting high off of... I, I, Wait I, a second. Absolutely, I know that. Yeah. You're telling me Olivia Newton-John puts Viagra in her Merlot? Yeah. <sighs> gets well, you drunk, gets you turned on. Well... I must admit that... I. Anyway, I did The writer it. of Let's Get Physical. <laughs> no <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Mike, that means you've... Have you ever taken Viagra before? I have not. Well, you have now, I guess. Yes. You have now. I was wondering what was going on with my... Hey, uh, with myself. Maybe we should uh, all put glasses on so we don't get anything don't poking you, us in the eye. Don't you... <laughs> oh, I thought you meant x-ray glasses. Oh, so no. So you could I don't see under see my naked. damn clothes. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's fun. That's fun. Anyway... 
So, Nicole, you are a weather woman. I am a weather woman. You could call me a meteorologist. You could call me a weather person, but we just won't I'm call proud you of late being for a lunch. weather woman. <laughs> uh, late to lunch. Don't make jokes like that. Okay. No one likes jokes like that. <laughs> so, I, I like the term weather woman because it sounds like a superhero. And I am, aren't I? Weather you know? woman. Yeah. Reminds me of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he was saying. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you know that Gal Gadot... Who is the most recent um, big screen Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. She served in the uh, Israeli army, as all Israeli people do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what a neat fact. Yes. So, Nicole, um, do you like? What does that mean to be a weather woman? Do you work at a news station? I or do. I work at work? a local news station, and I actually moved into this building because. I think we've all noticed it. There's a very, very unique weather system to this building. Absolutely. It's always off. Yeah, I think I have read... It's a microclimate, right? Above Mm -hmm. the building? Right above the building. Yeah. And why... Like, what accounts for that? Oh, could be anything. Could be what's growing on the roof. Could be what's growing inside. Could be the fumes. Could be just the amount of people shoved into this building mm. now um i just to explain to the listeners when you said fumes nicole um most people listening haven't been to this building but if you walk mm. the hallways there is this haze in the hallways it's like a weird chemical sort of gooey mist mm-hmm. that can't be healthy mm. but it is a fact of life here yeah yeah imagine that ghostbusters movie where you know there's what is it zool and then there's that there's that like weather pattern above her apartment building. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. that's what we look like. Yeah, the bad guy's name in that was Zool. I think so. Yeah, I think you're Zool, right. Zool, the one in the fridge. Well, that's kind of cool. So. If we have any Ghostbuster fans here, absolutely. Uh, you know what I mean? It's I would have thought fun... you two nerds were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a nerd. No, well, I, Mike. I mean, you're a nerd with money. <laughs> well, I don't think you can be a nerd if you have a lot of money. Okay. Uh, I think All right. No. But uh, can I just jump in here? Hearing that phrase "Ghostbusters" uh, reminded me of a Canadian connection. I mean, there's several Canadian connections, but it made me think of Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. and imagining what how this building would be different if Dan Aykroyd lived here. That's all I wanted to say. Well, how would it be different, do you think? First of all, I'd be probably uh, my heart would always be beating fast because I'd always be like, "Will I see? Dan will here? I see him?" Mm-hmm. Pardon me? You'd be like, oh, where's Dan? <laughs> Where is Dan? Let me at Dan. I think it's... Let me at him. Dan never got a chance to do really serious roles, you know? Like hmm. like right. Roberto Benini kind of, you know, life is beautiful. I don't know. Something oh, like that. Wasn't he... All, you say that, but wasn't he the limousine driver in Driving Miss Daisy? No. No. Morgan Freeman. The, yeah, but he was like her yeah. son. He was her son, so he w- did play a dramatic role. I thought that movie was funny. You did. I think it's I'm, funny, too. It's am I misremembering it? It's no. heartwarming. It wasn't like Life is Beautiful, that's for no. sure. No. But you'd like to see Dan Aykroyd in a sort of uh, comedy movie set during the Holocaust? Is that what you're saying? No. I think that is what he's saying, actually. Because you've mentioned it twice now. No, I just, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a serious movie, you know, where he can spread out his acting chops. Like, the hmm. guy's just not all about, you know... You know, uh, Great Outdoors and the Blues Brothers. Was he in the Blues Brothers? Yeah. He, yes. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Absolutely, Yeah, James. of course. Am I crazy that the Blues Brothers aren't, it's not funny? <laughs> it's heartwarming, though. It is heartwarming. Is it? No, it's not uh, either. As it's a weather either. woman, yeah. What is your opinion on, 
on well, Dan Aykroyd and a, the Blues Brothers. Sure, as a weather woman, I have concrete, powerful opinions on everything. Uh, the Blues Brothers, not a good movie. Not no. a good movie, but we all wanted it to be. When I was a kid, <sighs> people like old, guy, old men would be like, oh, the Blues Brothers, that's funny. Then I watch the movie, I'm like, what the hell is this? Well, I agree with those old men. I believe the Blues Brothers has not been topped in terms of laughs per minute. So funny. Really? You got Dan Aykroyd and his uh, John Belushi, and it's so funny that they love the blues, <laughs> and it's great. Right, right. You, so you're just laughing the whole time because they love the blues. I'm la- just the, the very idea that two guys could love the blues that much in the 70s just makes me laugh just thinking about it. Okay. I love it. I'm uh, sorry to go on a tangent here, but I'm just going to give a quick shout out to uh, Chris Locke, the guy who's been on the podcast. He he lives in the building and sat on the, uh, his toilet for 366 days and got on the news. Anyway, mm-hmm. he showed me a video clip at the end of The Great Outdoors. And yeah. you know, like when the credits roll, mm-hmm. it's just Dan Aykroyd singing like a blues song in a bar. And the oh, cast... that sounds so funny. No, it's not. And the cast are dancing. Is that the movie where they all rent the cabins and there's one rich person? He He's like fake rich? Yes. That ending is so confusing. It's like seven minutes long <laughs> and they show every character in the movie doing a different dance in this yeah. bar. All the kids. So you know what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly what you're talking about. I watched it recently and it makes no sense. It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. <laughs> they don't reference that bar that they're in anytime before. <laughs> they don't reference any love of blues <laughs> and they have no reason to end with a huge song and dance number, but they take up Easily seven minutes to Can do Can I it. jump in here just quickly? And say that you loved it? Well, I'm just going to say that it may not have anything to do with the plot of the movie, but Hollywood executives know that the audience loves seeing Dan Aykroyd enjoying himself no. and singing. So I think that's enough to justify having that in there. I think in the 90s, people yeah. had that idea that like seeing Dan Aykroyd just <laughs> sincerely enjoy the blues is funny. <laughs> Well, funny to Mike, at least. It is very funny. And it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's very good. We've broken down we've broken down comedy. We've figured it yeah. out. And in that in that seven minute credits clip too, he's like sliding on the bar. Right. He mm. is hamming it up. He's mm. like sweating. His shirt's unbuttoned. He's rolling all over the place. I love when you when he's working hard at being funny because he starts the sweat just starts pouring and down his forehead. Mm-hmm. And you know he suggested that. There's no way the director was like, what if we had a full clip of you singing a blues song, Yeah, everybody dances, and you start sweating hard. <laughs> I'm hard. laughing. I love it. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> what a tangent. What a tangent. Oh, that's just, this show has room for these sorts of tangents, and um, mm. that's why a lot of people love it. A lot of these corporate <laughs> podcasts have to fit in their commercials and their right. mattress commercials. We don't have any damn commercials. No. We have Patreon. Thank you, Patreons. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're all about, we're like, you know, the real, the real for the real people. <laughs> absolutely. You, know? you don't want those, takes you don't want those mattress commercials? We no. Would. We absolutely would. I mean, that's yeah. the only reason the news game is still alive. Mattress commercials. Yeah. That is true. If they're, if suddenly all the mattress companies in the world went under, mm. there would be no more news. That's, that's and no more good night sleeps. Right. <laughs> oh. That'd be the news. Everyone, uh, everyone's back hurts. We're all miserable. Mm-hmm. So, Nicole, uh, 
we're uh, you're a weather woman, and mm-hmm. right now it's December. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know what the weather is. Uh, we're all about to get here in Toronto, in Canada. We are winter. Winter. The white stuff also is part of winter. Yeah, well, if you party like me, the white stuff uh, kind of means something different, Mike. If you party at clubs like okay. I do all the time. What are we in for this winter here in Canada? Well, we're in for the non-cocaine white stuff, for sure. Yeah. Excellent. So it's, it's going to, I mean, I'm hammering it into the ground, you know? <laughs> I'm really, really making it clear that you do coke. <laughs> look, you know, you can't just say, you You know, look, I'm I'm a party guy. And whatever happens while I'm partying, you know, with my with, with Rodman, with Ben Mulroney, with whoever, it, it happens. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, we're in for the white stuff. Okay. Wink. Mm. It's going to snow. Okay. And it's going to be freezing cold. And Wow. I'm just going to warn you, people get mean when it gets cold. Right. Now, it, so there is a, a sort of uh, psychological connection to, to mm. the weather. People oh, yeah. behave differently depending on the weather. Yeah. When it's warmer, we're sexier, we're nicer. Right. We worry less. We don't think we're going to die. So mm-hmm. we don't need to be mean. When it gets colder, we start to think, oh, no more resources. Guess we got to compete. Because that's true. Ever since uh, we set the clocks back, I've just been, just the thoughts in my head are just about death over and over and over again. I think that... Now, mm-hmm. were you having those before the clocks went back? Yeah. Um, let me think. Actually, yes, I was. Okay. Sorry. So that doesn't have anything to do with the time change. Right. Then. That's okay. your own... False alarm. I Thanks. since I've been crashing here at Mike's, I've been using a sad light I bought. It's like eight hundred dollars. What does a sad light do? Um, it stim- it makes you think it's sunlight. Oh, so I've actually taken up a corner of Mike's room and mm-hmm. uh, Mike's living room, and um, I've got plants there and like a little Hawaiian tiki stand that mm. I bought. It was again like five hundred bucks, and um, I've got a big sad light set up. And mm. some nights, some days, I just say, Mike, f off, get the hell out of here, go for a walk, mm. whatever it is you do. I sit there and I have a Corona. And I let the sad light shine on me. Mm. I turn the heat way up, which your utility bill is due. It's through the roof. We need to talk about that. No, you need to, t- to figure it out. And I sit there and it's like I'm on a beach. And you play UB40 often too at a very loud volume. Mm. Is there another volume to play UB40 at? Loud or ultra loud. But I think there's something to that. Like as a meteorologist, are spring flings a real thing? Oh, for sure. Also, I just want to say, knowing you, when you said sad light, I really thought you meant you had bought an ultra expensive light that made Mike sadder than he should be. <laughs> Imagine That's a that. Good idea. I mean, what if it was his fault that you were sad, you know? I would be very upset with James. <laughs> but, it, you know, spring flings are a thing for sure. Uh, there's also the reverse. You hear the kids talk about cuffing season. It gets What's cold. That? Cuffing? What's cuffing that? season. Well, Is when, that where a man puts his arm or fist no what is what are you talking about i I clearly don't know the the term see this is what i mean when i say you're uncomfortable around women Mm -hmm. no okay this was just a i don't know where you were going with the rest of that either by the way well let's when a man puts his arm or fist dot 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 i think i may have been confusing the term cuffing with another term anyway what does cuffing mean Ah, uh, cuffing. It's when the weather starts to get a little colder and you think to yourself, I need a partner. I need someone to wow. date. And you have them for a, a temporary season. So right. spring flings, the warmth makes us want to get frisky, but mm-hmm. we don't need that commitment. Cuffing, mm-hmm. it's cold. We don't want to try. 
We don't want to care. We don't want to compete. So we want someone who's just there in our beds. That's a. Gr- I believe that because yeah. in the winter you do just want to stay home. You want to eat a pizza. Eat a, a lie pizza. On the floor, you have, drink. Let's you face it. Yeah. Lie on the floor, Mike. Yeah, turn on the TV. Yeah, just watch. Mm. No, TV I mean some of us have beds or couches, but yeah, that's really bleak. Fisting is the th- is the term I thought you were saying when you said cuffing. Wow, I got them confused, and I apologize. For what that. is wrong wow. with you? Imagine that though. If in the winter time we all <clears throat> started wanting to fist, imagine it's a ridiculous idea. Why would she say that? I, I confuse the term. Uh-oh, the weather's changing. We all want to fist each other. Wouldn't that be so wild? I guess. Man, someday I got to look at your damn internet history, mm-hmm. and I'll probably be horrified and call the damn cops because... For Your sure, brain is screwed. Well, you'll never know. For the, sure, the he's watching some sort of cartoon porn. Oh I yeah, Mike's the type no. of guy. Cartoon porn. He's either. Well, the question is, do you think it's like anime hentai kind of porn? No, or I like, think it's a specific show. Mm-hmm. Mm. First of all, let me just say, I'll shut this down. I don't watch animated pornography, and if I did watch funny <laughs> pornography, it would be based on. Canadian culture, not uh, hentai. So, for instance, and I'm just going to say, I, I just to say it again, I don't watch it. But if there was like a triple X parody of, say, Kim's Convenience or the that Red seems Green problematic show, problematic already. Really? Well, I mean, I'm just put. I'm just you know off the top of my head saying this stuff. So oh. put no you know. What about the smoggies? Remember the smoggies? Oh goodness! Do you remember that, Nicole? I do. Have you met the Smoggies? And then all the little, like, environment people, <laughs> troll people are 69ing? I don't know. Oh, that's so disgusting. No, that show was weird. That's there was disgusting? Like, yeah, well, absolutely disgusting, yes. Um, I don't care for this uh, uh, conversational avenue we've started walking down. Well, I'm into it. Remember that show? And there were those those little weird people who like were into the environment, and then the mean people on the boat. Was that the I, one that had the, the the guy in the overalls with the bald head? Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. I only vaguely remember it. I hated that one. It was. Yeah, it was I think, too educational. It was too trying to push the environment on us. What about chemtrails? What about them, James? Well, what the hell's going on there? Nothing. It's air. That's not the environment. That is the environment. James, it's air. When a plane cuts through a cloud, it leaves a patch of air that looks like a trail. It's just cloud and air. No. You're telling me. Okay, go ahead. A meteorologist, a weather woman. You're telling me. I know the weather, James. I know common sense, and all I know is when I see a black plane fly above, and there's a damn trail of what looks like chemicals to me flying behind it, I'm going, what's going on? What does this have to do with Podesta, Comet Pizza? What does this have to do with, you know, the deep state? Black planes? Trudeau. Do you actually see black planes? Well, it's hard to tell the color, but you know, you can see. Well, funny you jumped there then. James is a conspiracy uh, theory man. No, I just don't believe the traditional lamestream media news. I am, and this is a bit of a rude thing to say, but don't you find, and I think this probably works for weather men or, or, sorry, women or men on the news, Mm -hmm. but 
it's like sometimes wouldn't it be cool to like have you ever fantasized about a news person is what i'm saying like they're always um sexy though often they're sexy and well, wouldn't you think like god i'd love to go on a date with that person you mean like lloyd robertson no or I'm ian hannah mansing i'm talking or... um who's a who's a good looking news person um well um hi <laughs> Oh, of course, you, of course. Yeah. I just didn't want to be too, too right. over the top I mean, here. thanks. Yeah, we, we do tend to be bombshells, for <laughs> sure. I mean, I I don't know what this was all about, no, but no, there's I, wine I, here. <laughs> You've been taking Viagra. Right. And I'm, I there's just, a pair of x-ray glasses in the corner. You know what? I was I thinking of my see, childhood, yeah. watch, like being 16 and watching Susan Hay on Global News mm, and thinking, ooh. Tony Parsons, like I could get some of that. Yeah. And you used to get, like, used to have st- I'm just saying, thought, erotic thoughts about well, these newscasters? Haven't you ever done that? Hasn't Is that a crime now? Like Barbara Walters? No, <laughs> Mike, you know there are hot news people. Joy Including Behar. Nicole. Thank yes. You. Thanks so much. <laughs> now, it's, it's funny, though, because now that I think about it, I don't, just even in my everyday life, I'm less inclined to trust someone who's ugly than someone who's like physically perfect is that um i guess that's a big part of tv it's a big part of everything mm-hmm. really. i trust the, the less attractive people why because it's like you know you must be good if you got on tv and you're not oh i see hot. i see so you'd, be, hmm. you'd you'd like danny devito to deliver the news to you every day absolutely Get real if paul giamatti or or steve buscemi did the news I've got to be honest with you. All three of the names you just said are highly fuckable. <laughs> Hold on. Paul Giamatti, Danny DeVito, and what was the other Steve one? Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Look you... up young Steve Buscemi and tell me you don't get a little wet and Looking or hard. It up. All My right. penis does not get wet, but we will see if Well, your happens. penis does get wet. Don't lie. There are two major ways your penis gets wet. It doesn't work the same way as a woman's anatomy. But you think these three... Gentlemen are very attractive. I think that they're more attractive than you think, for sure. I go for any of them. Apparently, as okay, a young... you know what? Young Steve Buscemi googled it. Okay. Well, he's... there's one picture where he looks like a bit of a dweeb, but some of them, yeah, he's a babe, good looking. Can mm-hmm. we can we Google young and listeners at home? Please feel free Google to play right along. along with us. Google young Danny DeVito. I All heard right. that young Danny DeVito was a real ladies' man, despite the fact he's only like. Three feet tall, and I think he went bald. Is that at true, Mike? Twelve. Is that true? You three really... feet tall. I think he's like three or four feet tall, and he began his uh, his working life as a uh, like uh, he worked in the hair salon, and apparently he just mm. picked up all his female clients. I can <clears> see <throat> it. Yep, young Danny DeVito. Oh, not if, bad. If he's your type. Not bad. If I were, you know, it's the charm. It's the charm. That's yeah. what it but is. You got this little guy cutting your hair, running around you, scampering about, making and jokes. Yeah, uh, and you're like, I need to. See him. I'm like, just hey, saying. Yeah, do you want, he, this is probably what he did. Hey, yeah, do you want bangs? And then she'd be like, no, thanks. He's like, oh, then uh, how about we bang? And that would work on me. <clears throat> yeah. That would work really? on me now. That even, would have worked on me then. Even though he's just a little tiny, uh, almost like puppy of a man. I don't mind him short. All right. You know what, though? That makes sense because I feel like women often, they'll like a guy if he's not classically handsome, but he's fun and mm. got a lot of personality. Even he's disgusting to look Mike, at. You are height racist. You are being very heightist no, right I'm, now. I'm just saying all these, all three of these men are disgusting to look at. Not because Danny DeVito's height is is uh, shockingly tiny, but you know Steve Buscemi's got those bug eyes. Uh, Paul Giamatti looks like sort of like a you know sometimes when you're walking down the street and you see like like a 
a styrofoam container of like a full meal that someone just left out on the on the curb. That's what you think Paul Giamatti looks like. Yeah, he looks like just like a, an abandoned meal. Yeah, Paul Giamatti's got to be the least attractive of those three. I would say, in order, Steve Buscemi, Danny DeVito, Paul Giamatti. But a lot of women would argue. Really? Can we ask, Nicole, who would you say is the the least conventionally handsome man, famous man, that you find the most attractive? Ooh. Oh, they're... Or among them. Present know. company oh, not included. God. Wow, I'm there was someone recently who came up who I, I was like, oh, yes. And everyone was like, ew, no. But now I can't remember who it was. They were British. Oh, uh, Benny Hill? <laughs> yes, Benny Hill. Oh, damn it. I can't remember. Was it... Um, so anyone connected to the Benny Hill universe or maybe Rowan Atkinson, you're thinking? No, like a modern no, day Benny Hill? I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, I mean, Steve Buscemi is a good that contender. That is a good one, that is a good one. Stephen Fry. I, wish, Steve, I don't find Stephen Fry attractive because I find him too arrogant and I know mm. that it doesn't matter because he doesn't want me, but... That's right, he's almost like the opposite of Danny DeVito who was... Who almost like preyed upon Ooh. women, wanted as many sexual like, partners in, as possible. In the, you have in a the British field, you do. You really do. You have a, a deep hatred. I'm just no. I'm trying to be as, a Jap, uh, as objective British, as though, possible. Noel Fielding, okay. quite a conventionally unattractive man who's still wildly attractive. Right. Mm-hmm. He he's probably average height. Taller oh than Danny. Okay, you know what? Yes, I don't understand where this is coming from. Okay, I got some unconventionally handsome guys here. How about that dude who played Darth Vader in the new Star Wars? Adam James oh, Earl Jones? Adam Driver is conventionally attractive. Yeah, you're right. That's he's stupid. tall, he's got a hard body, he's been in the Navy, was he? He was also oh, just damn. like Gal Gadot. He served in uniform. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's probably has sex so much. He's married. Well, I bet he cheats. How about <laughs> <That's> he- <laughs> rude. <laughs> We, I would Brody. like to apologize to uh, Adam Driver. Adrian Brody's the same vein. He's still mm. tall and with a good body, although I guess he's a bit weirder looking. Yeah, no, they, this is a stupid look. They're kind of I'm similar looking. These are looking. still quite hot men. Right? Oh, yeah, these are hot guys. Like the the. I think you need to Google unattractive actors. All right. I've got a great one. Okay, this is maybe the best one. This guy, absolutely, I would say not conventionally handsome. But he's got so much gravitas, I bet women go nuts about him. Who? Who? Willem Defoe. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I feel like he if... He might win. Like, he's the weirdest looking. Yeah. Very I... strange looking man. And uh, it served him well in his career. I, I, feel. I feel like Willem Defoe looks like he eats sardines every day <laughs> out of the can. Why? Just something about him. He just looks like he'd be like, oh, more sardines are there. <laughs> Do you think he like eats them under the table because he's like such a freak? Yeah, I could see him, you know, like or rooting through the trash and be like, "Oh, a sardine." Yum, the sardines are for me. Do you think it on Willem? Set? Yes, he will. <laughs> you think when what... he's shooting a movie that they're like they have like the you know, the craft services for all the other actors and they have a special like assistant who like a brings full him sardine table. sardines yeah. in like a garbage can and he's just like <laughs> Some in the corner. Well, you know what? More power to him if that's the way he does it. There's like a one, a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that Willem Dafoe is like a freaky sex guy, right? Wouldn't you say? There's no way that guy's uh, like. Oh, I hope. Timid. I hope. Wouldn't it be funny though if we found out uh, that Willem Dafoe like only likes missionary sex? That would be the that. 
That would be the craziest thing to believe in the history of the world. I do, mm. I can't even imagine that world. That's more uncomfortable to me than the idea of someone being a wild sex freak. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, oh, it's absolutely. deeply disturbing. Like I can picture DeVito or, you know, oh, getting sure. up to all sorts of stuff. Mm. Cr- like climbing a woman because he's so tiny and like getting in every <laughs> nook and cranny. Ugh. Being a real pervert. But yeah, Willem mm. Dafoe was probably like strangely chaste. Well, we, we seem to have gone slightly Sorry, off this course is my here, fault. looking at uh, rating men I mean, based wh- on the way they look. What's off course? You know, the weather. The weather is hot. Well, the actors are hot. Great right. point. Or not? And the weather's always changing. The weather's you know? always changing. changing. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Because you are an expert on weather. Mm-hmm. Is there a correlation between crime and weather? Like when it gets cold, does crime go down? Or do shootings just go through the roof? Why did you jump straight to shootings? I'm just thinking of if there's a connection between crime and weather. I, you know, forget shootings, uh, burglaries or stabbings or. I mean, there are more burglaries in the holiday season. Right. People thinking, I need money, I need gifts things like that or knowing other people have bought these things right. uh sh- shootings well we're fine there we all know the the shooting capital of canada is winnipeg i didn't know that it is yeah. and that's a cold place uh yeah right yeah so uh, there there might be some correlation maybe huh. it's also that they can't get their slurpees anymore because that's also the slurpee canada Canada. Ca- I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I'm that weather person having a stroke. Wait, wait. Is the Slurpee capital of Canada? Yeah. I mean, like it, the people in Winnipeg buy the most Slurpees? Winnipeg. How do you what know are these this? people? Stupid. It's so cold <laughs> out there. And that's just a little joke about Winnipeg. Winterpeg. Yeah. We oh. call it in the business. Hmm? Well, to be here's, honest, uh, here's a good satirical joke. Ready? Uh, maybe the people of uh, Winnipeg are so, you know, are so much crime. Uh, because their hockey team didn't win the Stanley Cup last year. Oh, Wouldn't that I, be a typical joke? I feel attacked. Satirical show. As someone who has been through two Stanley Cup riots, oh, shit. I feel attacked. Oh, I remember watching the Vancouver one here, and I was like, what the hell is going on? I was stuck downtown during no. it. Mm-hmm. Did you see that iconic couple who were caught making love in the midst of the, I the flames? I didn't. That would have been down the street for me, but I did see the burning cars, oh, uh, and I did see a lot of looting. And is this because they won the Stanley Cup? No, we lost. Oh, right. So but it would have happened seven. either way. Because it's interesting because in other countries, when people riot or take to the streets, it's because of a political reason or to change mm, society. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Canada, we do things a little bit differently. <laughs> a little differently. And we riot and ruin a city because of a hockey team losing. I did, I did see someone fall and get injured. And then oh. about 20 people circled around them to make sure nobody could get at them. That's nice. And... We, we, I didn't participate, but there were a lot of uh, cop cars or cars flipped over in general. Uh, the next day, people put post-it notes apologizing on all of the cars. How Canadian can you get? <laughs> and there were cleanup crews who went out to help clean. I mean, that is nice. Did the it's notes say, nice. did they say, sorry, A, oh, on the I, Not quite, notes? but a lot of them were pretty classically Canadian. Right. A Wait. lot of sorries. <laughs> Man, maybe that's what it was. Maybe, yeah, Vancouver's... I mean, I've been twice to Vancouver. I love it. Did you riot? Beautiful I did not riot. He went for both riots, 94. (laughs) Um, I loved it. But, yeah, it's so nice. But maybe that's it. Maybe maybe once every 15 years, they got to just 
tear the place down and then they get it all out of the system. If you if you can throw if you could throw a brick or a burning garbage can through the window of any place you visited in Vancouver, Mm. where would it be? Wow, great question. Um, Well, uh, as you know, I go to strip clubs everywhere (laughs) I visit, and I Mm. did go to one. And um, which one? uh, I think it was called the uh, the oyster the oyster and octopus. I don't know that name. one for it was a strip club. Uh, nautical themed because they're on the ocean hmm. there. Right. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we the popular ones are Brandy's and Penthouse and Number Five Orange. But you don't know the um, no, I don't, that must be for rich people though. Yeah, it's like an exclusive kind mm. of thing. Uh, it's in the back of a seafood restaurant. Um, anyway, and uh, well, someone in there took twenty bucks out of my wallet when I was uh, in a bathroom what? stall doing something. Uh, and uh, I was pissed off. So yeah, I'd throw, I'd definitely throw a garbage can through their window. Hmm. Interesting. And what was the name of the seafood restaurant? Uncle Mix. <laughs> Uncle Mix. Yeah. Classic Uncle Mix. Yeah. A bit mm. racist about Irish people. Have you eaten there sure. before at Uncle Mix? No, I haven't. But I'm a vegetarian. So. Oh really? Well, there mm-hmm. we go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fifteen Mix. years, so we would never have run into each other there. Well, I just want people, people of Vancouver, to know I don't judge you about the riots, and I. I think it's a great city. Do, do you have a favorite type of weather? Because you, you're, you're an expert on Ooh. weather. That's why we had you on our show today to talk about weather. You uh, know, I, I used to think my favorite element was water, and I was into rain. Right. But now mm. I think the wet it's stuff. air. I'm really into the power of air. I like air, too. And how destructive it can be, and what a cool breeze feels like. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's just amazing when you're walking and you feel like you can almost get picked up by that breeze. You know what? I've really started to appreciate air. Um, I have a panic room in my place. Oh. And I accidentally, like, you you, you know, it, it just sort of has a very still air because it's not, it doesn't really have a vent or anything. Sure. In case anyone gets in. And yeah, I, I'll sit in there for hours if I'm worried an intruder is near my place. And it's like, oh boy, I could really use some fresh air. It's like you don't appreciate it until, until you don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. Why aren't you in your place? Oh, this is very story. funny. It's very funny. It's a. I will. I will retell it. Um. Um. I'm a my girlfriend who I'm on a break with, mm-hmm. Nadia. She's Russian, and mm-hmm. she released a pop song called uh, "The Sex Olympics," "The Kissing Olympics." Sorry, it's great. You can go back to the podcast. Episodes. It flopped. Is the long story short? The, it the single didn't flopped. sell as well as we hoped. It it did stream a fair bit in Russia on Musakaya.ru, but it it didn't sell well in North America. I put a lot of money into it. I owe a lot of money, so I'm currently Airbnb-ing my beautiful place in mm. Hogs Hollow and crashing with Mike in the meantime just mm. to make a bit of money to pay off these loans. Sure, sure. That's so the story. A couple of Smart. fellas bunking up together, and uh, you know, as you can tell, it looks like a couple of guys here. We're kind of a couple slobs living I together. Can tell. And Mike's yeah. a good sport. He doesn't mind that I take the place over. He doesn't mind that I take his bed. He doesn't mind that I kick him out of the bathroom when I need to shower. You know, and I I put what I want on the TV. You've been a good sport, Mike. I'll give you that. Thanks. Annoying, but a good sport. Well, thanks. Guy brought me breakfast a couple weeks ago at 9 a.m. I was like, what the hell do you think I am? A morning radio host? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I was just trying to be nice, but you know. Anyway, yeah, it's been tr- it's been tough for me as well because I like to have my own space. I like to play my keyboard. I like to mm-hmm. uh, meditate and pray. I'm Roman Catholic. I don't know what your religion is, but oh. I'm very <laughs> devout, and I like to pray for like, at least an hour a morning. Not- my my religion is getting caught in a rainstorm in a field. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little open like that. Can I connect these two ideas of? Uh, 
religion and weather. Do you think God controls the like? Does he have a weather machine? And he goes like, today I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna make uh, make it rain in uh, Seattle, and I'm gonna cause an earthquake in Ooh. Indonesia. Mm, no. Okay. I don't. But if you think that, no, I don't think that. I'm, I'm just wondering if you um, believe no, that. I don't. Okay. Well, James, do you think that this is true? Actually, I could see that because I've played uh, Civilization and Sim City, Sim Earth, and I love destroying. It's great to build things up and destroy them. I'm just going to be honest. So, if so you I, like if God having is that real, power? I bet he does do it. Wow. You like having the power of like destroying a, like a community of people using weather. Well, you don't have to be so dramatic about it, but you know, it'd be fun to be like, "Hey, deal with this uh, tornado." It would feel mm. incredible to have that power at your disposal, and I guess you'd have to. I don't want anybody to die, but if you no. do it on a computer game, it's pretty not. fun. You know what? I'll I'll go along with this. It would be incredible to destroy anybody I wanted to. Oh, sure. It who, would feel great. Who in broadcasting? And feel free to use their name. Is your biggest rival? Is there another weather person Ooh. or a broadcaster you'd love to destroy and like rip apart limb by limb? You know what? I I very luckily have already had my longtime nemesis destroyed by just nature itself. You know, uh, just the passing of time and Walter Cronkite. Wow, oh. he was your nemesis. Yeah, he really made my life hell. Really? really? Why is that? Because he was. Uh, beloved, as far oh, as I beloved, can remember. Oh, beloved, beloved. Yeah. Yes, people JFK. love him. Really kind, really nice, but behind closed doors with me, what a monster, you know? Really? Yeah, backstage at our, our, our news uh, programs or conferences, he would steal all the best snacks. Oh. When oh. we both came up together in uh, News University, we call it NU for short, or right. NU. Uh, he would really try to copy off of my exams. I once wrote a great great thesis on why oh why sunshine on my shoulder makes me happy right. really cool really cool john denver you know the song anyway yes he copied me he plagiarized me that and then bugger copied you yeah mm-hmm. i think i remember that on the news and being like today in the news sunshine on oh he thought he was being cute and he was just ripping me off also he tried to get in between Tamara Taggart and Jeremy Taggart. And well, you know what? Good that love is to strong. The, that to love the is bastard. strong. Well, that's very rude of you, Mike. But I'm, <laughs> yeah. I thought you hated him too. I'm, I'm oddly attracted to how rude you're being. Well, so. whoa, I, I hey. feel like I am Danny DeVito now that every woman wants me, even though, you know. Even though you're not disgustingly short? Well, those are. that's not exactly how I phrased it. Before, I think but, it actually uh, was exactly how you phrased well, it. We'll have to um, play that back. Roll the tape back. Roll mm. the tape back. Well, Shoot. maybe you two will go out on a date. Maybe we will. Mm. Well, um, should we, we take a break and come back and do our game? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot of territory uh, regarding weather. Mm. <laughs> we really uh, have. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. And welcome back to the pod mess. We're here with Nicole Passmore. Thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. Thank you for having me. We're, um, all, we're all learning so much about weather yes. and uh, uh, climate change and the way uh, broadcasting no, it, works. It's cool to have experts on because before this, weather was really a mysterious idea to me. I didn't know how it all worked. And right. now I feel like I'm leaving this podcast with a really good sense of how weather patterns work, <laughs> mm-hmm. why, we, why we have the weather we have. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. 
Okay, so this is the last segment of the pod. So it's that means it's time for the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. This week's game is fun and it's based on some stuff we talked about in our interview with Nicole. It's a game called The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess Presents. If I could name a hurricane after a celebrity, uh, here is the name of that celebrity and here are the reasons why. What a concise name. Absolutely. Good job, Mike. Yeah. People, the listeners love the names. I don't know what it is. The listeners love the names of the games. And these segments always do go viral. And that is something mm-hmm. that's true. And uh, so we're not, you know, if it ain't that's broken, true. I think it. our game last week went on worldstarhiphop.com and mm-hmm. was blowing up. And yeah, it, it really, really does. Um, well, so, yeet to that. So we're, yeah, we're going to name. What does that mean? I don't know, but the kids say it. Yeet? 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 Sounds Australian. No, Yeet. I think it's when you, you kick something. Yeet. Let's ignore what I said. Okay. But it does kind of sound like an Australian trying to say yet. Yeet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Not yeah. there yet. Oh, my wine. Oh, my <laughs> wine. Pink and blue for me and you, mate. Hey, pretty good. Thank pretty you. Thank okay. you. My name's Olivia Newton, John, and I got my own wine. God. That's how I imagine if she was a, a, a bloke. Anyway, we're all going to go around and name a new hurricane after a celebrity that, uh, and then tell the reasons why. Who should go first? I'll Me? go first. Right, no, okay. I'll go, okay. I'll go all right. first. Ladies first. Thank you. A great Queen Women Latifah song. first. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, mine would be Hurricane Al Roker hmm. because you think that he's pleasant. Mm-hmm. But like Walter Cronkite, he's dangerous, secretly. Really? Really destructive. Really mm-hmm. destructive. I know he seems like a great family man. Yeah, I know like you a... watch him on his news programs, I on the Today Show program. or whatnot, and you think, what a nice guy. But that's exactly why he's the perfect name for a hurricane that just springs up, destroys your life a little bit, and walks away. Did he do this to you? Yeah. Really? I was supposed to have a career in the States. Oh, God. Guess who took it from me? So you were competing against Roker for the Today Show? I was. I was. And on the way there, he stopped me outside of the building, Mm -hmm. offered me a snack. Okay. And that snack turned out to be spiked with Viagra. Oh, no. Damn it. So I spent my entire audition just horned up. It's oh, awful. Can't, you can't really do the horned weather up. horned up. You can't do the weather oh. horned up. No, you need a cool mind. You need mm. to be collected. Absolutely. You need to be presenting the facts really dry. And I mean that metaphorically and literally for me as right. a woman. Yeah. So, well, Roker's a dick. Who knew? That's, mm-hmm. that's sad that you have beef with so many iconic American broadcasters. I do. I do. <sighs> Must be something about me. Hey, don't say that. Um, <sighs> who should go next? Uh, I'll go next. All right. Uh, teacher, pick me. Pick me. Remember those kids who were a little too eager in, back in school? Yeah, probably. We you. remember, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, so I can go. I can do my thing. Um, all right. If teacher I, says yes. If I, thank you. If I was in the position to name a hurricane after a celebrity, I would pick. Um, It'd be called Hurricane DeVito. It'd be oh, named after Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. and it'd be a little tiny little bugger of a hurricane that just is like always uh, crawling around all over the planet, uh, creating a, a funny mess. 
and uh, just sucking up women inside of it, and they couldn't get enough of it, and uh, he's just a little tiny hurricane that causes a lot of damage, and... You're obsessed. Mm. No. Get, like, over it. I don't know what your problem is with Danny DeVito, I don't. But ha- we're friggin' sick of it. I don't have a problem with Danny DeVito. I'd like to just clarify. I think you do. I'm just fascinated by him. You're obsessed. Him. But I'm just fascinated. You're obsessed with him and him having sex. I'm, I'm, I'll just say it one last time. It's fascinating that someone is small. He's no more than two or three feet oh tall. Oh, my God. And Stop. He's hard to look at. No, the he's I- not. The idea that he can attract woman after woman into the bedroom is just shocking, frankly. You're anyway. just angry that DeVito can pull it off and you're and afraid you of women. Well, I'm re- I'd rather be my height than have ev- all of his riches. and. Uh, I'd rather be two inches tall if I was getting sex all the time. Mm. I would step on you. Oh my god! I'd rather be medium height with a medium amount of sex, personally, but I'm just very even keel. Well, that's why you're a meteorologist. I think we can all agree. Because you need to be a steady hand behind the wheel. Weather woman. Weather woman. Weather woman, dude. Sorry! All right. All right. Here's my hurricane. Tension in the room. I would call it Hurricane James. And this would be a hurricane that would destroy all the red tape we have right now in the marketplace of erectile dysfunction medication. Mm -hmm. It is impossible Hmm. to use cryptocurrency to buy erectile dysfunction medication in this country and in the United States. And it's time someone came in, blew all that away, and created an easy-to-use cryptocurrency. I'm talking about Peckercoin here. That actually works and actually makes sense as a way to be able to buy your Cialis, to buy your Viagra. It's time this happened. It's time someone came in and blew away the bullshit Trudeau has been putting out there, making it impossible to address erectile dysfunction issues. Oh, so... James, I've never seen you so passionate. Very passionate. Well, I am passionate about this. I'm passionate about Peckercoin, and we're starting a new round of investment right now. And if listeners want to get in on this, Peckercoin, this is going to make a difference, and this is going to make us all money. That was a hurricane of words. Thank you. Remind me of a young, like uh, JFK's famous, like, ask not what your country can do for you speech. Mm. It's just so passionate and. Um, I believe that speech you made will go down in the history books beside that speech. Thank you. In the history of books. In the history books. <laughs> Sorry. Well, thank you. And yeah, I am passionate about it. And I hope you guys get passionate about Peckercoin. I hope everyone talks to their friends and family about Peckercoin. This is going to be a revolution. This is going to be fun. We're excited. Mm. Everyone on my team, we're excited. We're pumped about Peckercoin. Who's on your team? Dennis Rodman. Just you and Dennis Rodman? Um, yeah. Is there any sort of dark money coming in from North Korea, perhaps? Dude, I'm not going there, okay? All Dennis right. is getting his money from somewhere. He's, he's a major investor. I don't need to know where it's from. Can we find this on regular internet, or is it dark web it's only? It's dark web. It's dark web, and I want it that way, you know? Um, you prefer dark web. Places. Okay. Yep. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, Hurricane James. Great. Well, be sure to check that out, listeners. <laughs> Oh my Absolutely. goodness! Absolutely, and they can expect a lot of ads, and and they can expect uh, to be hearing a lot more about it. Well, that'll do it for uh, this edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podcast. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, really appreciate it. You were so so informative. 
Thank yeah, you we so all much. know so much about weather now. Yeah, yeah. I think this is gonna really this this episode. We have, we have a lot of silly episodes, but this one sure. was educational, and I think that's important to mix things up like that. Right. We got to make sure the kids aren't dumb, yeah. and this is a way to help. They're our future. Mike, uh, I'll see you next week. Yes, I will see you next week. Um, and just because you don't have a job, please don't be sitting around on the damn couch all day because it I is my live here too. It's my apartment, but well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, James. Goodbye. Let's